And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and Ari here recording on Friday, February 25th, the day after the Celtics took down the Brooklyn Nets in their first game after the All-Star break. Um, I was talking to Sam before we started recording. Um, as many of you know who listen to this, I write for two websites. Well, a lot more than two websites, but two SB Nation websites. If you're on a website, Jack probably writes on it. <laughs> I write for Celtics blogging at the Hive of SB Nation covering the Celtics and the Hornets. I also write for Hoops Habit, CLNS, other websites. But for SB Nation, those are the two teams. And I was telling Sam, Hornets fans are just so much nicer than Celtics fans. And obviously, I grew up a Celtics fan, and I do a Celtics podcast, so I appreciate all of you. But just the the reaction you receive when you write articles on different websites is just so, like, wow. Like, if you write an article for a Celtics site and people disagree with it, they'll tell you. Which is, like, you want that. But they'll tell you in a way that doesn't make you feel very good. I'll put it that way. Versus, like, the Hornets website. Like, you usually receive pretty good feedback. But when they don't agree, they'll, like, actually talk instead of just berating you in your mentions. So it, well, it's, my it's, reaction <laughs> before the show is they're just happy somebody's paying attention to them down there mm. but the, i mean with the celtics you've got so many different places you can get your media from you know your articles podcasts whatever you want so it's easy to blow up on people especially the, the celtics team is also like, kind of polarizing there you know marcus is a very polarizing player uh tatum and brown are a polarizing duo some people think you should break them up others don't there's it's almost like like politics with the Celtics like there are so many issues that have like two sides to them that people strongly disagree on that you could uh start a world war over there if you I will, will say there was some drama in Hornets land yesterday okay actually. all right go ahead Mitch Kupchak who I'm sure you know the GM of the team yes I uh, went on a podcast and said well our best player has been hurt for the last two years and that's Gordon Hayward and Hornets fans were like <laughs> what basketball have you been watching homie since when has Gordon Hayward been the best player on the Hornets well, he he actually just looked at his spreadsheet of the salaries, and that's what he's that's where he got it from. <laughs> very possible. But no, yeah, wrapping back around to the Celtics, first game since the All Star break. I think this win, obviously, people are going to say, "Oh, the Nets had no one." Like, blah blah blah. I I'm sick of that argument. When you win this many games in a row, I don't care who they're against, especially when you're blowing them out by thirty. Right? I I equate blowing a bad team out by thirty to beating a good team by five. Right? I, I feel like that's not ridiculous. Um. I feel like the Pistons game was just a blip on the radar. And I think this showed that. And I think obviously it's a trap game. They're putting their heads down a little heading into the all-star break. Weren't really paying attention to the Pistons. Pistons came to play and Pistons won yesterday too. They beat the Cavs, which is good for the Celtics. Celtics so, are now a game yeah. back of the Cavs, right? It's yep, one game one back game. of the fifth seed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. can you believe it? Here we are <laughs> almost at the end of February. Two months ago, I was saying tank the season. I had had enough. I had said, just mail it in, call it a day. Mm -hmm. Celtics have now won, what, 13 out of 15? Or, mm -hmm. or no, I'm sorry, 12 out of 14, whatever it is. 14 to the last 15, Marcus has played there for you uh, smart deniers there. Yep. And um, go Celtics ahead. have the fourth best net rating out of any Celtics team in the last 30 years. How's that? Yeah, happen? it's pretty good, right? Incredible. Yeah, can't complain right now with what you're seeing on the floor. And just to back up what you said, Jack, about yesterday's win. Yeah, Brooklyn didn't have anybody playing for them. But let's call a spade a spade. They blew them out, right? Like, it's not it's not like they only won. I mean, a win's a win. But you're right. It's not like they only won by five and barely scraped by. And it kind of 
reinforces what I was thinking before the break there after they lost to Detroit and I came on here. I mean, obviously we were pissed, but I was like, ah, like might not be the worst thing in the world. They go in the break, bad taste in their mouth. Like they got to sit and think about what they did, right? Like they're sitting in the corner and timeout. And then they come out and blow the doors off of the nets, which was an important win for the standings. They're now three and a half games above them instead of, I mean, if they lose, it's only one and a half. It's a, yeah. it's a two game swing, but honestly, it's fantastic. They played and they're, they're starting to do what they're supposed to do. That Pistons game is an outlier, right? Of course. They, one, they were not dominating that game the whole time. It was close the whole time, but they did grow a lead in the fourth quarter. I think it got up to eight mm-hmm. and they blew it, which was frustrating. The script early in the season, right? They were blowing leads, but they were really dominating a lot of games that they would and not finish. In the Celtics defense, and you never want to use this as an excuse, as an excuse Pistons had no business shooting that well from three. I'm sorry. No business. Oh, okay. I, I'm happy you said that and you didn't yeah. say, well, you know, Marcus and Rob were out. Because Tim said they answered. I'm like, Tim, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. He's still his two best players. Don't I mean, care. obviously it hurt, and you could see that in the rebounding, et cetera. But oh, yeah. Pistons regardless. But, okay, they played a bad team yesterday the nets who were better than the nets team they blew out last week by however much right now they have drummond who played really well yesterday actually he was a pain i ass. told you drummond's gonna be Seth a different curry team. is a good player mm-hmm. patty mills played like they weren't a skeleton crew they just didn't have any of their top top guys mm-hmm. so that team that you saw on the floor yesterday is going to be the nets without their with, with like that's the supporting cast so you blew yeah. them out by however much what was it 23 points yesterday not bad Mm -hmm. not a bad one at all it was not close the entire time they came out foot on the gas did not take it off which is fantastic a nice stress-free game you don't see that too much out of the celtics this year i mean lately you have lately lately. lately you have (laughs) i mean this is the first time in recent memory that i can think wow like the celtics are blowing teams out and keeping it that way they're not these games are not getting interesting again which is good You've got and, two on the weekend now that you should be able to do very mm-hmm. similar things. My favorite part about it is they're blowing teams out, and even the games that are close, they're like they're entertainingly close, if that makes sense. Like the Nuggets game and the Hawks game were fun to watch, right? You see the Celtics mouth to come back, obviously didn't come out too hot, but they were good games to watch. Like they were they were fun. And other than those two, really, they've just been killing teams. Even the other quote unquote like good team on their schedule, Philadelphia. 48 like that was the biggest blowout of them all like that you can tell they were pissed that they lost to philadelphia before that so as they should have been yeah yeah it hasn't really been close so you love to see that celtics now sixth in the east a game ahead of the raptors three and a half games above the nets like you said one game behind the Cavs, one and a half games behind the bucks and the sixers for the three seed and then four and a half games obviously behind the first place bulls it's looking good I mean, I don't know how far they can climb, but I don't think me saying that is a reflection on how good I think the Celtics can be. I think it's a reflection on how good the rest of the Eastern Conference is. Um, you got to remember they're working from behind here, got a slower start to the season than most of these guys, and they're, you know, managed to bring themselves all the way back, which is impressive within itself. If I had to guess, I'd say the Celtics probably finish four, five, six, although it's, it's obviously possible they could climb up into the one, two, three range. But it's just tough with how good the rest of these teams are playing. What do you think? I mean, it's tough to predict seeding. I'm not asking you to predict, but like what range? I, I'm i not sure how many games the Celtics have 
left against these top 20, teams. The, no, oh. no, no, the, like the other teams that they're trying to compete with. Let me I know they don't have very many, and I know there are teams that have a lot against mm-hmm. each other. So I know the Bucks being, have three more games against the Bulls, which is crazy. But yeah, yeah. That that being said, like. There's a lot of room for – I mean, somebody has to lose. There's no ties in the NBA. So one yes. of those teams is going to have to lose. If you keep just taking care of what you're taking care of over there, winning all these games they've just won and looking really great on the floor, looking coherent. A ball movement was fantastic yesterday in Brooklyn. The defense was fantastic yesterday in Brooklyn. There is not much more you could have asked for. Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to keep climbing the standings. I mean, the Cavs were not even a team we were looking at uh, as fans here before the break saying, oh, they could catch them. It was Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Now all of a sudden they're only a game behind Cleveland. Like that's how close it is. One team slips up. Maybe somebody gets hurt uh, or they, they just go cold. They lose their feeling, you know, do what the Celtics were doing all 2021, like the late, the back half of that year. You, you could easily pass teams. It's not out of the question at all. Who knows where they're going to finish? I'd like to see them finish top four. I think it's doable. I don't think it's too much to ask. And I think they're better than I think they're better than Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, Chicago's obviously played really well, but they that team hasn't been together for too long. Mm-hmm. We get to see kind of Philly for the first time tonight uh, with Harden playing for them. I'm excited. The there, I'm very excited. Playing for that. Minnesota on a back to back, so it's not a get too excited over there if they <laughs> Minnesota's not a bad team though. It, no, they're I'm, very middle of the I'm, pack. I'm I'm just joking. I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm trying to belittle it if the Sixers win. <laughs> I think it's like the perfect team for them to face because it's not like they're playing the Pistons or it's not like they're playing the, the Grizzlies. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yes. Um looking at schedules though, I've got the schedules pulled up for almost every single team ahead of the Celtics. Uh I'll pull up the Raptors too because I count them as a team they, to they're in the for. mix. Mm-hmm. What do the Celtics have on them now? A, a game? <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I think so. I think they're two and one against the Raps with one game left. No, no, that... I mean in the standings. Oh, yes. One game up on the Raps. Celtics play them one more time. Coming up pretty soon. Yep. Raptors ESPN schedule. I was pulling up that one, uh, and then I'll have everything. Okay, we'll go through Celtics first. <clears throat> Obviously, Celtics have Detroit this weekend. Also, fun fact about that, just going on a little tangent. Celtics play at noon on Saturday, right? What? Yeah, they play at noon on Saturday. Fun fact. Oh, jeez. I board my train at 11.20, so I'll probably be potentially doing pregame from there. Oh, pregame. I don't like that. Oh, I'm not happy. I'm very excited that they play at noon. I'm I'm happy they play at noon just because it'll give me something to watch on the train. Because I'm going to be on the train for a minute. Oh, wait. No, no. Yeah. I'm working from home tomorrow. It doesn't matter. Oh, there you go. Then it doesn't matter. It, It does not matter. All right. Well, nope. my train ride being from eleven twenty to seven thirty, I'm very hyped that they. Play I don't know. I don't know how you do it. No idea <laughs> well, how you do it. It's either that or drive, and I'd rather take That's the train. True. There's no uh, hours. real yeah. direct flights there. No, no. Me who's um, my mom's a flight attendant. I drive yeah. anything over like four hours. Oh boy, <laughs> god damn it. Um, Celtics. I'm looking against. Obviously, they play the Grizzlies, etc. I'm looking against teams that are with them in the Eastern Conference standings. They play the Hawks. Uh, in a week or so, but I mean, not to discredit the Hawks, but they've kind of separated themselves. They have separated themselves, but Atlanta's played them tough this year. I mean, even they have even it'll the be last a good game, game at the Garden. There, they played tough. No John Collins. They've beaten be a good down game. twice in Atlanta. It will be a good game. Um, they play Brooklyn again uh, a week from Sunday. 
so there's that. Got Charlotte that week as well. But then after that, the next game against like an important competition or an important Eastern Conference rival isn't until March 28th. Uh, the they got, yep, Toronto on the 28th. And then they have so Toronto on the 28th, Miami on the 30th, Chicago on April 6th, and the Bucks on April 7th. Oh, what a week that's going to be. <laughs> Tough week Two to weeks, end the season maybe. off. <clears throat> they better still be hot. That's going to be that. See, that's going to be big for the standings. Yes. Huge week for the standings. Celtics also have a tough West Coast road trip coming up in March here, though. They've got Dallas, but Dallas is at home. But then the four-game road trip is Golden State, Sacramento, Denver, and Oklahoma City. So two of the games are tough. Uh, And then they come back home to play the Jazz and then Minnesota. So a Western Conference teams uh, trip, I guess you could say. So not going to be easy. Got to win most of those. Um, Golden State and Denver are going to be tough. Utah is always tough because they always manage to beat down the Celtics and shoot lights out. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, what team do you want to take a look at next? I've got them all. Uh, Let's do up. Cleveland since they're the closest right now. <laughs> all right, Celtics one game behind Cleveland. Um, Cleveland has Washington next. Uh, they play Philadelphia, Toronto on March fourth and March sixth. So that's huge. Yeah, there you go. They got Miami, Chicago, March eleventh, March twelfth. So that's difficult again. Then Philadelphia again on the 16th. Then Toronto on the 24th. Chicago on the 26th. And Philadelphia again on the April 3rd. And then Milwaukee on the 10th. So we've got a lot of games against these you know, top-end towns in the East, which is good for the Celtics. Um, you love to see it. Could be good for the Cavs <laughs> if they uh, step up and win them, but I don't know. Yeah. They, they did win the skills challenge there, which was very good. They did. They did. Skills challenge was fun. We, we can get into that later on. We can talk about the All-Star mm-hmm. weekend there. Yeah. Uh, we'll look at Milwaukee next. Celtics are only a game and a half behind Milwaukee. The Bucks have Miami, Chicago, March 2nd, March 4th. Then they have Chicago again on the 22nd. Philadelphia on the 29th. Chicago again on the 5th. The Celtics on the 7th. And then the Cavs. So they've got their fair share against Eastern Conference talent as well. 76ers, Celtics are only game and a half behind them as well. Um, they have the Knicks twice. I just saw that in the schedule, so I thought it was fun. Hopefully, New York can help us out here. Uh, Cleveland on the fourth. So. Four? Okay. Wow. March 4th, 5th, 7th, 10th. The Sixers have Cleveland, Miami, Chicago, Brooklyn. So it's not going to be very fun for them. <laughs> not going to be. be a fun little stretch. It, those are all good. Philadelphia, Philadelphia is a good team, man, and Bede's a good player. Mm hmm. Uh, and then on the, geez, March 14th, 16th, 18th, 20th, 21st, they've got, so, you know, I'm just going to read this. From the 4th to the 20, Jesus, from the 4th to the 29th, this is the Sixers schedule. This is the whole month. <clears throat> Ready? They've got Cleveland, Miami, Chicago, Brooklyn. They've got a nice palate cleanser against Orlando. Then they have Denver, Cleveland, Dallas, Toronto, Miami, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Bucks. So they've got their December coming up. <laughs> yeah, they've got, they do not have a very fun time. I mean, it, it all depends on how well Embiid and Harden gel together. Obviously, right? Because if they click, then they should be able to win most of those. But if they don't, oof, <laughs> they could tumble. This, this is a good that, month man, to figure out if Philly, Philly's going to be any good. It's great. 
<clears throat> I mean, it should be good for the Celtics. We're, we're going to know. There's going to be a lot we're going to learn quick, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. have to wait till they play one good team. They're going to have them rapid fire. And hopefully we learn that they're not good. But I don't think I don't see that happening. Um, Miami has Chicago, uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philadelphia coming up 28 and then into March. That's a tough four-game stretch for them. Then they have uh, Phoenix and Cleveland in a three-game stretch. Then they've got the Sixers and the Warriors, the Knicks and the Nets in a nice little six- or seven-game stretch there. And then three games in a row, uh, March 30th, the 2nd, and the 3rd of April, Boston, Chicago, Toronto. So Miami does not have an easy schedule either. They're playing some tough competition. Um, There, we've got the Bulls schedule. The Bulls have Miami on the 28th. Then they've got Milwaukee, Philadelphia on the 4th and the 7th. Cleveland on the 12th. Phoenix, Toronto, Milwaukee on the 18th, 21st, and 22nd. Cleveland again on the 26th. Uh, and then to end their season from the 31st to the 10th, Chicago has uh, the Clippers of Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Charlotte, Minnesota. So not an easy end to the year for them either. And then lastly, I'll go over Toronto really quick. Um, Toronto got Brooklyn twice on the 28th and the 1st. Um, they've got Cleveland on ESPN on March. Uh, their little West Coast trip of uh, Phoenix, Denver, Lakers, Clippers. And then they've got Philadelphia, Chicago, Cleveland. And then they've got Boston, Miami, Philadelphia again. So a lot of these teams are playing a lot of Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. Well, long, very long winded way for us to prove the Celtics can absolutely continue to cry, yes. climb the standings. They they keep playing this way. Those other teams have to lose. They just play mm-hmm. each other too much. There's going to be some movement at the top for sure. Celtics have been fantastic. I mean, they looked great yesterday in Brooklyn. Like even like we said, like playing a team without their top three guys or whatever. But at like from their standpoint, doing what they're supposed to do, the Celtics looked great. They were moving the ball well. The defense looked great, especially in the first quarter. Brooklyn couldn't buy a basket really, and they just had everything was easy for them. I remember they pulled up the shot chart mid game. I think it was at halftime, and Celtics had only taken two mid range shots, which was something I was clamoring for earlier in the season when they weren't making any threes. But last night they decided to not miss very much to say the least. And they were getting only threes and layups, which I guess those analytics guys absolutely love. But the point really is they were getting the shots they wanted. Brooklyn was not getting shots that they wanted to take and it led to a Celtics blowout. So they need to keep continuing to do what they're doing right now, playing great defense, scoring efficiently, and they're not going to have any issues. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Strength of schedule Celtics are, I believe, top 10 easiest from what I'm seeing, which is pretty good, or 11th, just outside. But most of those other teams in the East are right up there with them. Like I, I think Milwaukee has the easiest strength of schedule left, and Chicago's right behind them. Um, teams with a tough strength of schedule left <clears throat> include the, you know, a bunch of teams that Celtics shouldn't care about. Toronto has a tough schedule left, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see how this all played out. I, I think the Celtics should be able to take care of business, though. I mean, like you said, they've got – Two games left against the Pistons, two games left against the Pacers. They face the Thunder, Kings, Wizards, and Hawks again uh, one more time, which is good for them, um, except for the Hawks. Maybe they play them tough, but they've got some good teams. And uh, the Pacers games, I'm excited to watch because I've been a fan of Tyrese Halliburton lately. I've been watching his games for fun, 
Uh, anyway, so to see him play the Celtics would be entertaining <clears throat> at the very least. Now, do you think they're playing better or have they taken a step back? They're definitely better. I think they're, yeah. they're it, maybe not right now, but they're definitely set up better for the future. Just the way they play, you can tell. Uh, well, I only care for Sunday. <clears throat> oh, no. They, I don't <laughs> think. I don't think they'll be able to beat the Celtics. But <laughs> come on, Jack. It's um, me you're talking to. I don't I don't yeah. care what their future looks like. I want to yeah. know if the Celtics are winning Sunday. Yeah, they should be fine. Outside of Halliburton and Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald's on the Pacers now, too. You gotta remember him. Um oh, that's really true. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Buddy Heald's been playing well. <clears throat> Halliburton runs the offense well. Uh, a guy named Terry Taylor's really good. Um, just energy guy. Other than that's that. gonna be that's gonna be him. That's gonna be Mr. Thirty Points <laughs> on Sunday. Very well. I've never be. heard his name before. I will say, very Jack, welcome. should the Celtics take care of business this weekend, which tomorrow in uh, Detroit they very well might not. They do not love those early games, but we we will have been correct for the month, nine and one. <laughs> really? Except we I, we said they would lose to Philly, <laughs> not Detroit. Is, is tomorrow their last game of the month? Sunday. Interesting. Oh, so do they have back-to-back? Yeah, up? they do. Uh, I'm bummed, man. I hate Sunday games, at least when they're not the prime time on ABC. Yeah, it's a 5 p.m. game on Sunday. So lame, man. I play basketball no, on Sunday nights. They need to keep that out of the schedule. <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to find where we predicted the month of February. Those are our January predictions. Um, where is February predictions? Okay, here we go. Yeah, so I had them going eight and two. You said nine and one. Depending on these two, we'll see who's right. Um, I had them losing to Denver and then Brooklyn yesterday, which they didn't lose. But again, I didn't know who would be healthy. I um, mean, you had them losing to Philly. Uh, yes. Neither of us got the losses right because they lost to Detroit and beat everybody else. But um, <clears throat> we're close in terms of record, anyways. They they picked their spot pretty well. It's better that they lost to Detroit than Philly, obviously for the standings. I agree. Yes, so and, and for the confidence. I mean, you need that forty-eight point win over Philly. Say, look at us. Look how good we are. It's not like Embiid <laughs> wasn't playing. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how Harden plays for them today. It's going to be interesting. I might actually have to pay attention to a non-Celtics game. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of games important that are important going on tonight. Um, I think I think you guys will be listening to this tomorrow, so you'll be able to look back. But um, Sixers, obviously, like Sam mentioned, play the Timberwolves. Raptors play the Hornets, so we'll root for the Hornets, who have been struggling lately. Uh, and then Heat play the Knicks, so we'll see if the Knicks can pull one out there. But yeah, uh, oh the Knicks, oh they're so good, man. Oh the Knicks, oh man, the standings the are rough have- for the Knicks. Uh, elected or Kemba Walker has said that's enough. Yeah, that that does it for me. I'm sitting out. Fair enough, man. He's Poor sick guy, of it. Man. Yeah, he's gonna get traded this offseason, but good. I mean, get him to a place where he'll be able to play. I I just cannot get over how many people were saying like the Knicks fleeced them at the beginning yeah, of the season. Funny. Oh, they they took Kemba and Fournier off him, and then there's the famous tweet of the dude comparing like all the players like. You know, uh-huh. Randall, greater than Tatum, whatever. But like, he he had like all like the greater than's for the Knicks, and then he had Fournier and Hayward, and he said slightly less than <laughs> Hayward, but he was still acting like it, it was like just as good, but only a little less. Or like, I don't remember exactly what he said, but it was ridiculous. 
and I just I could not believe like all that stuff. It's like they have the same backcourt on a Celtics team that didn't work, and the rest of their team's not as good as the Celtics. Yeah, very weird. Um, the only thing they had is they had arguably slightly better depth on paper. It hasn't well, been they also had the empty arenas, which made Randall more comfortable. <laughs> Fair enough. Knicks are now three games out of even the play in, uh, which is not ideal for them. You hate to see that. I mean, yeah. You, you got to feel bad. The guy he was all excited after the first game, Bing Bong over there, and you know <laughs> now bong. he's a diabetic. So, <laughs> and now the Lakers are you know stuck in the plane without much hope of getting out of it. So you'd love to see that as well. I would like to see him get out just out of altogether. Mm, I, don't I don't think, think it's going to happen. Those teams they are, are too bad. <clears throat> they're four and a half games out of being out. Oh, so it's just too bad. Far, but they're also six. They're they're closer to being out of the play in than they are to being in the playoffs. I'll put it that way. What's uh, good? Which is, which is good. Um, we're gonna have to hope fire for over there. Now, yeah. Jack, before we really move on, we talked a little bit about this before the show. The article came out from Steve Bullpet, friend of the show, who I had no idea what his experience was. Uh, very embarrassing for me. But he put out an article about Kyrie's last year in Boston and that he was really pulling for Anthony Davis to come to the Celtics, be traded here. So I was reading, I was thinking, I was like, man, like today, would I rather have Tatum or Anthony Davis? Because in that trade, you would have had to give up Tatum. Like right now, who would you probably rather both? Have? You'd probably have to give up both, but it, we're doing no, no, no. or more. Davis, not Brown. I know, but I'm saying in the trade, okay. you might have had to give up both. <laughs> Let, let's just say you didn't. Let, of let's course, just say no, it was yeah. just Tatum. Who I, would you Tatum. rather have? I'd rather have Tatum. I don't think it's close. Yeah, me too. I mean, at least Tatum's on the floor. That's what I'm saying. The injuries for for Davis and man's made Davis glass. Was... You you got Tatum, the Iron Man. There, he only misses when they tell him, "Hey, you have COVID. You legitimately can't play. You're not allowed." And obviously, I mean, they won a championship in LA, and like, good for them. Like, it, it, the trade was worth it for the very least, for the very sake of them winning one championship. That's fine. But now Davis has fallen off a cliff. Even when he's on the court, he's shooting 19 percent from three. They're a mess, and it, it's that's. Plain as simple as that. And plus Tatum's however many years younger. He's 24 now, I think. Maybe about to turn 24. Just turned 24. Davis is 28. So you're talking four extra years there. Um, Yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Plus you, you know, obviously, like I said, you'd probably have to give it Brown. I know we're not working with that hypothetical. But if you're telling me would I rather have Kyrie and Davis or Jalen and Jason, that's not really a close argument. What a mess they would have been this year. If they had Kyrie, <laughs> Jesus. I mean, he sat out most of his first year in Brooklyn, and then they all played last year, and then he sat out most of this year too because he wasn't playing at all. Even though if he was on the Celtics, it would have been different because the vaccine it would have been in Boston play. was the the players were exempt. That was one thing that yeah, Kyrie could have played. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad they didn't make the trade good for the Lakers. They got a championship out of it. Fine. But I don't think it would have worked out well for the Celtics championship, uh, not in Disney. (laughs) Um, yeah, we can move on. We can talk about all-star weekend briefly. Uh, skills challenge was lit. I I enjoyed that. That was very fun. I told you the skills challenge is fire. It's, it's one of my favorite events. They added the shooting this year. <clears throat> the change was nice. The, I was very pleased with the half court shots. The half court shots, both teams, less than 10 seconds. They made a half. Evan Mobley, shot. first try, he just <laughs> plopped Second it in. Shot. Easy peasy. Jesus. It was very good. I was pleased with that. 
that was great. Three point contest was fine. I didn't watch too closely. Good for Cat. You know that was fun. F- future Celtic Cat, maybe you saw the the him and the, and the boys. Him and yeah. the boys. And the Timberwolves were like, "Hey, look how great this is!" And he's just mm-hmm. talking all these Celtics players. Well, I don't think they should be as scared about losing Cat because they've turned around. Well, who they, should be scared? <clears throat> who should be scared is the Jazz. Jazz should be very scared this offseason. I'm not sure how that will play out. But uh, you know what's funny is like. What are they second or third in the conference too? Like fourth. They're fourth. Four, oh, they're dropping a bit. They were red and they're, hot. For a while. They're close to fifth, and I think the Mavericks are on their ass. Yeah, um, Donovan Mitchell's just not happy. I mean, you saw the, the report from Howard Beck, Sports Illustrated, saying uh, NBA teams are preparing for guys to potentially ask out, and the top of the list is Dame, Zion, and Donovan Mitchell. Um, <clears throat> not great. Not great. Yeah, the Jazz are only a game and a half above the Mavericks for fifth place right now, and they're three and a half games out of third place, so they're kind of stuck in their own little tier there. <clears throat> Not great for Utah. I, I wonder what Donovan Mitchell would cost. I mean, he's bound to end up here. I feel like I think he. No, I've talked about it for years. I think he'd go to Miami. You think it's so? Been, it's been well documented that he he would probably like to go to Miami. I'm pretty sure. Unfortunately for the Celtics, but yeah. Which would not be great. <laughs> would not be very no, fun. But not. that trade would probably end up looking like Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero. Or Kyle Lowry and not Tyler Hero if they swindle the Jazz. But, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find that video of Towns and all those guys. Like the official one. Ah, uh, on yes. The Timberwolves Twitter. Because I want to see what the reply. Oh, here it is. I found it. The replies are probably very funny. Because Kevin McHale, too, in that picture. And it makes sense, I guess, because Garnett was a Timberwolf once, but uh, <laughs> not a great look for Minnesota at the very least. What are the replies saying? That they all look high. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, um, The beef, you see the, the picture of Ray, KG, and Paul? Yes. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about that a little bit, but before we get into it, you did mention uh, the boy Zion there who could very well uh, ask his way out of New Orleans. That That's the speculation. But in, did you in, see the first take segment with J.J. Redick where they rip him? I did, yeah. And since then, Zion has reached out to CJ and been posting Pelican's teammates on his Instagram again. So well, there you go. I, he just I, he needed a little <laughs> extra motivation. My, he, my he, thing he is, does lead for the Pelican down there. I, well, I was thinking about it from this perspective. If Jason Tatum was out for the season, he seems like the type of guy who would be away from the team, just being quiet and doing what he needs to do. Right. And I'm not comparing the two because obviously Jason Tatum's been healthy and been able to play. Well, he's actually accomplished something in his NBA career. From a personality perspective, I feel like he seems like the type of guy who would just be kind of quiet and on his own, like off to the side. And Tatum's just been not ripped in the media, but he's been criticized for being that quiet, you know, kind of not vocal leader guy. So I can imagine if he was injured, he'd also be, you know, off to the side. And because maybe he's built this bond with his teammates more, He'd be with them more often than Zion is, but with an injury that bad, you can understand just wanting to quietly put it to rest and get back on the court. Because there's no doubt in my mind that Zion wants to play basketball, right? And I mean, you could say, oh, he doesn't want to be in New Orleans, whatever. He wants to play again, so he's not going to just not nurse the injury. So I I just think he's the type of player. He's not exactly the most outspoken guy, 
So I, I don't want to trash on him too much uh, after seeing that perspective. Obviously, you got to if CJ well, McCollum I can take care of that for you if you want. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, if if CJ McCollum gets traded to your team, you have to say something. And like you said, JJ Redick pointed that out. Redick being a former teammate of Zion, yes. but in the grand scheme of things, did he handle it well? No. Is he twenty years old and probably doesn't know what the hell he's doing? Obviously, so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say much about it. But yeah. See, the difference between him and Tatum is Tatum's actually done something. Well, yes. He, yeah, he's actually he been successfully. He's a three-time All-Star. He's been to two conference finals. Really should have been to the finals twice. Has Didn't do it. That's besides the point. Zion has played like half a season in three years. Well, and... that's not the point. My point is just from a personality perspective. I'm not no, saying I, I understand, yeah. but yeah. there's also levels to it. Like that you're absolutely right. Like similar personalities, like would Tatum do the same thing? Maybe I think he might reach out when someone joins the team or well, of course, to get guys I think to join the team, things like that. But I don't think uh, they're different animals really, but I do think Zion doesn't really have any business acting like this. If he was doing it on purpose. Now he's, that's my thing. I don't around. think he, did Maybe it he wasn't. I think from, he's from just what JJ Reddick said though, that dude is detached down there. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. And he, what I'm really getting at is he has no business being able to shoot his way out of town at this point in his career. He should be happy. He's on a team. I don't think he's necessarily shooting his way out of town. I just don't think he handled the situation. Uh, he, he definitely doesn't want to be there. Sure. But I don't think he, he's not, he play. It's not like he's not trying when he's on the court. He's just not healthy, which again, He's not handling not being healthy isn't well something there. that's necessarily in his control. <laughs> However, yes, being in shape is. Mm -hmm. And his injuries this season, I mean, foot injuries with uh, you know his increased weight there can be self-inflicted. Not the he's not doing it on purpose. That's not what I'm saying, but there is correlation between weight gain and then all of a sudden you're you have all these lower body injuries because that's mm -hmm. extra stress on joints and bones, things like that, and. We don't know how heavy Zion is, right? We've seen the pictures, but we've also seen. Should pictures. we guess? I mean, should we? Should we do it? No, a no. Game where we guess. My thing is, you saw the picture that I showed you of him walking in the arena, and then a day later, he's doing a promotion, and he looks, you know, like he's two hundred and thirty pounds. So well, it, he does not look very light on the Mountain Dew commercial. Yes, and that was also a long time ago. Um, I don't know. It, it's tough to know where he's at right now. Hopefully, he's getting healthy. I'd love to see him back on the court. Um, he's obviously a fun guy to watch, but. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, if I had to guess, I think he'll be back with the Pelicans uh, next year, starting next season. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we can wrap back around to All-Star Weekend quick. Dunk Contest was horrendous. They got to do terrible. something about the Dunk Contest, man. They get they got to change it. Get they got to make it. it a different event. New rules. Something like that. I tweeted, I think they should play horse. I think I even said this on the podcast last year when we were bitching about it because it's a yearly tradition for NBA fans to complain about the dunk contest because it's no good. But yeah, they got to do something else. I mean, they, they got to do something about guys missing dunks and not getting penalized for it too. Jalen yeah. Green's, I mean, obviously he, he did not make it out of the first round, but let's not act like these other guys are making them on the first try. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Green was one for nine in the first round. So let's let's let's. I'm also not even so sure how how much that was his fault. I think if you're gonna have somebody throwing you a pass, they they gotta be in the league. You you can't have your friend out there throwing you the pass off the backboard. And well, that doesn't count. Pass. That doesn't count the ones he didn't go up with. 
I, I know the ones he attempted. I know, but it's horrible. Like that, that was an eyesore to watch. And that was wasted potential for Jalen green, who has mm-hmm. insane hops. My thing as well. And I saw this on Twitter. It's gotten to the point where every dunk has been done. So these guys have to try new ones that are borderline impossible. Right. And so we're not impossible, but like ridiculous. Right. And so when they don't make them on the first try, it looks worse. It, it's just, Either you need to reformat the dunk contest, put some sort of incentive so better players are in it to make it more fun again, or just get rid of it altogether. I think those are the only three options at this point. They got to make it. The more you say like that, these dunks have already been done before. They they should make it horse. That way, they don't necessarily have to come up with something creative. They just need to do something that maybe they don't think the other guys can do. Yeah, that's fair. But then, how fun would that be? Would that be fun to watch? That would definitely be fun. I think that would definitely be fun. I think it depends on what guy with those four guys they had would it have been fun. I don't know. That's another problem with the dunk contest. So you say like these stars don't want to be in it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But and then again, at the, the time, Levine and Gordon weren't, weren't stars. I guess. Yeah. They were more well-known than the people they had this year. Jalen Green's well-known. So is Cole Anthony and Obi I Toppin. Guess. I, I mean, guess. All those guys were high picks. The only one that wasn't was Juan Toscano Anderson, but he's like still like a solid. And he was the highlight. Player. I mean, his jersey was the best part of the dunk contest. That jersey was fire. I love that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, All Star game was fun. I enjoyed the All Star game. I did game. not watch a second of the All Star game. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Steph Curry was absolutely ridiculous. That was amazing. LeBron hit the game winner. That was fun. Tatum didn't play much. Uh, was fine. He missed all his threes, but I don't really care. Uh, DeJounte Murray was really good. Enjoyed watching him with Mellow Ball. was fun. That's about it. I mean, Steph Curry was stole the show, obviously. He I mean, I know he was fantastic. And It's 16 threes. <laughs> it was what, what's the record for a real game? 13? <clears throat> 14. 14. 14, so he broke the record in the All-Star. Oh, game. yeah. It was Clay's, too, so he, he knew. Uh, very fun. <laughs> it's. I mean, technically, it's the record for most threes ever in a basketball game in the NBA. But it. it oh, that, that's what I mean. Count. Yeah. Yeah. So. Did we? Did Steph. we actually talk about uh, the KG thing, or or I went back to Zion uh, briefly. We we touched on it, but we didn't really get into it. Now, what what do you make of all that? Not not I, that you. I I think they've squashed it. I've never really cared to be honest. Like. It is what it is. The The one skepticism I saw was, I assume you also saw the video of KG like, oh, yeah. punching his fists. Yep. The theory is that the picture was before that because most of the pictures being taken were when they were doing the pregame pictures with the big room. Oh, and, without like, a doubt. Yeah, that, that definitely happened before. the. Uh, so then why was he still mad during the ceremony? You know what I'm saying? I didn't think he looked that mad. He just like was looking at the screen. But I think it I think like the best picture, like the still from that video is just Paul Pierce like looking like around KG. And he just looks like he's absolutely furious. He's got the mean <laughs> mug on looking at Ray Allen. But like let's I don't know why people are acting like they both like stuck their hands out and he didn't like give them a like a fist bump or whatever. Like he mm-hmm. they didn't like reach out, like whatever. And then they took the picture. So, like, the beef isn't there, but uh, I I still... I don't, really well, I don't know. I guess you got to go by what KG feels. If he's over it, then you got to be over it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never really cared. Obviously, you don't love seeing Ray Allen go to the rival, but I've never been 
Like, you don't go jump ship players. and play with LeBron after you lose to him in Game Seven. I'm sorry, you just don't do that. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I People gave KD a hard time. Same thing, except Allen was at the twilight of his career. <laughs> you know what I was thinking during the ceremony? Good. How wild is it that Giannis is already at that point? Right? Oh, it is wild, like, but he deserves to be there. Of course, of course, you he can't does. argue it. No, I mean he's 26, right? 27 now. That's absurd. Yeah, he's won a championship with the team that drafted him. He's won Defensive Player of the Year MVP. Like, he's absolutely deserving. He could retire now and he'd be fine in the list. And it's like I said, more impressive. He stayed. He didn't have to go anywhere. He won with Milwaukee, a small market. So let me ask you this: What players did not deserve to be on the list? Oh, that's a good question. Because I know, I know a few. Lillard was someone that keeps getting thrown around. Mm-hmm. He doesn't I really think- have that many awards. I think the fact that Anthony Davis is on the list is... I also think Davis doesn't really deserve it. That's a good one. <laughs> it, it's true. tough with the current guys because they still have a lot of career left. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm a big... Uh, I don't even know what the word is. But I, I'm always hammering on if you don't win, it doesn't mean anything. And there's Lillard sitting there with his rookie of the year. That's it. I, I thought you'd bring up Harden. I think Harden deserves it, but I think... Mm, I mean, Harden's won MVPs and like scoring titles and stuff, so... I mean, yeah, I think he's a dick, but he's probably deserving of being on there. <laughs> Carmelo? Carmelo's one. Yeah, he's one that I'm not so sure deserves to be on there. Okay. But then who are you putting it over him? And then, like, uh... well, some of the guys I thought of, um, Clay Thompson, I think deserved to be on the list. Okay, uh, yeah. Him and yeah. Draymond, I think, deserve to shout. Draymond, I agree. I, I completely player. agree with you. You're absolutely right. Chris Bosch did not make the list, which was a bit. I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, so that's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I think Chris Bosch kind of overrated. I don't think he's really um, Paul Gasol. There's an underrated one for you. That that is one that's mm-hmm. surprised. Dwight Howard, I think, had a real case. He's all right. He's 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 on the bubble for me. I don't think he's that. Well, he it, he had a he had a short prime to me. The that many defensive player of the years though that prime. I think Howard deserved it over Anthony Davis, considering the resumes. Considering their resumes, I think he deserved it. Um, it is what it is, though. I, I don't think um, Carmelo's should be on there. I, I think he's super duper overrated. I'm sorry. People I know you do. people love that dude. He, he never really he was really good in Denver. They went to the Western Conference Finals, and after that, they were he really never had any like success. <clears throat> yep. Um Tracy McGrady was a name a lot of people threw around. I didn't really see it or care for it, but <clears throat> there's that. He was injured and stuff. It's always tough with guys getting hurt, and I don't know. I think you just got to go by who had a successful career, who didn't. Tony Parker is a name a lot of people. Oh, he should that. be on there, a thousand percent, over Lillard for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people got mad at that. Um, only two championships in NBA history had no players being, you know, represent them on the list. Detroit, um, was the, yeah, Detroit and the '79 Pistons, um, which you know make your arguments. Uh, it is what it is. It's tough. The 79 uh, Pistons? 79 Pistons. They didn't win a title. It was the Supersonics. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. Supersonics, yes. Um, With uh, that? Dennis Johnson there. Jack Sigma, I believe, is what the thing was. Um, who else? Other names. Manu Ginobili is another one. Yeah. A lot of people got mad at. Yeah, that's kind of wild. Like, that Spurs core was left off. Yeah, yeah. It was That's very, it was if I was a Spurs fan, I would be irate. It was just Duncan. 
Um, Kyrie's a name a lot of people threw around, no. and I know he probably didn't deserve it. I F know you probably dude, thinks he didn't deserve it. He probably deserved it more than Lillard. I'll say that. Realistically speaking, that, that's fair. I I don't really think Lillard should be on there. I don't. No one's no one's debating that. I don't either. But... Do you see Isaiah Thomas, uh, the old one? He cropped him out of the picture. It was like magic. Uh, him, Stockton. Yeah. Oh, so who else was in there, man? Uh, Chris Paul. They all the great Lillard. point guards. I love Lillard, right? You gotta love Lillard, but I respect uh... Lillard, but he hasn't really <laughs> achieved that much besides statistics. He's a good player, no doubt, but the mm -hmm. success isn't there. Vince Carter is a name people threw around. Meh. I think Vince um, Carter is another guy that's overrated. He's a good player, good good career, good longevity, not a prick or anything. Actually, well, yeah. I mean, to Toronto at the beginning of his career, he shot his way out of town, <laughs> I think. But that that's an argument you can make. I don't know. Peep, people... I I get really defensive when people put people over Paul Pierce and I get pissed. Mm -hmm. Draymond Green came out and respect. said, <clears throat> Draymond said, what bothers me is if I is I would have been the finals MVP if I didn't get hurt or suspended for game five in 2016. And that totally would have changed the narrative. Good luck leaving me <laughs> off the MB 75. Yeah, but they lost that series because he got suspended. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's what he's saying. He's like, if he didn't get suspended, they would have won. So. I, uh, I forget why did he even get suspended? He kicked somebody in the balls. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, valid. <laughs> He's know. right though. He should not have been left off. He should have been on. Clay should have been on. Parker should have been on. And Ginobili all should have been on. Those guys have had success. Pogasol too. I think Pogasol also deserved to be on. So that's five. What five are you taking off then? Mello, <laughs> Lillard, okay. um, Davis. See, I don't. I don't know the whole list. Davis. Davis. Anthony Davis can go. See you later. Um, um, had one one season where his team was good. I've I've heard JJ Reddick continuously slander Dolph Shays, so we can take Dolph Shays off if we want. Dolph Shays, a former Celtic, if I'm not mistaken. We will <laughs> not stand for that. Um, who else? Who else? Who else can we potentially take off? You could take off Russ if you want, but I don't think you really can. He's he has an MVP. Yeah, uh, he he's like off. the only guy like. Stats like put him on because he averages like a triple double for a whole season. They make a huge take off deal Lenny Wilkins. Take off Lenny Wilkins. He can go. All right. His, I mean, I still resume, think Russ is a bum. He's never won anything. Lenny Wilkins' resume: nine-time All Star, one-time All Star Game MVP, and one-time Assist Champion. Yeah. Period. That's fair. There, there you go. We'll take him off for uh, Ginobili or Parker. They're on the Warriors, guys. They're on Paul Gasol. Figure the rest out from there. Maybe take out Hal Greer. What's his resume? Uh, he was a champ. He's fine. He can stay. Yeah. I don't. I just don't have like. I don't know the list in front of me. Like I don't. I have it in front of me. I'm. I'm reading through. Earl Monroe stands out. He's champ. Uh, you can't take out George Mikan. Uh, I mean, I can read through the whole seventy-five. It's technically seventy-six because there's a tie. There was a tie. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. Um, you can take Ray Allen off your personal list if you want because you don't like him. No, he's definitely no, no, no. He's definitely like he deserves to be one of those top players. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he should have his number retired, but that's besides the point. Yeah, Perk was out there. Campaigning. Big Perk, the man. He think he thinks so. I mean, I get I get why people think he should. He probably I, should. Realistically speaking, he probably should. I I think he soured that. He he did the incorrect, he did the wrong thing there. You you don't go play with LeBron. After you lose to him in a game seven, mm -hmm. don't do that.
Yeah. Um, yeah, those are probably the top five for me. And I think probably Kyrie deserved it too, as much as you don't like him. I think he probably should. Have he probably deserves it more than Lillard. I, I yep. he's just another guy. Like, I don't know how really good he was. Like he won with LeBron. Congrats. I could win with LeBron. Uh, <laughs> oh, is this some pro LeBron? Talk I mean, he was, he won for like 10 straight years. Like he was always yeah. in the finals. Like, of course, like you could put anybody on those teams. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. He he made the big shot though. That's for damn sure. But he did. He that came he did. to the so Celtics. So did our boy Ray. He, so did our boy Ray. Yes. Made the big shot. So, so he did. <laughs> there you go. Um. Yeah. That's all I got for today. Though. Is there anything else you want to bring up before we get out of here? No. We can wrap up. We got a couple games over the weekend here. We'll watch and react to. Probably be back at you Monday or Tuesday. One of those. Probably Monday. If you probably are record Monday. Class free on Monday. Something like that. Monday. I should be. I have no classes next week. It's asynchronous because it's technically our spring break. So oh, oh spring break, but not really. Yeah, no, we still have work. We just don't have to meet, L. which is nice. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, we can probably record Monday release Tuesday. So maybe you'll hear from us then. But uh, yeah, if you got nothing else to say. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, all the continued support. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything uh, in particular. Uh, and yeah, go ahead, Sam. I'll let you wrap it up. Yeah, guys, thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube on Guy Boston or Bannertown, you can subscribe to us for all our future podcasts. If you're on Guy Boston, you can catch us there for the pregame. Uh, a variation of Jack, Tim, KJ, and I will be there, usually two or three of us per game. Always a good time, half hour before every game. Chat's always booming. Uh, if you're on Spotify or Apple, you can follow the show, subscribe. You'll get all our new shows you can keep listening to us if you enjoyed i sure hope you did uh you can follow jack at jack simone nba you can follow bannertown at bannertown usa you can follow me at sam of france nba that's our show for